0: To go through several scriptures, different ones, all following a particular theme. And I'm, I'm going to begin, I'm just thinking of the fugitive thing again. Um, <laughs> it is that the Bible begins in an amazing way. Of course, it begins with God. Uh, as you know, Genesis 1, uh, in the beginning of God, Boy, we all know that. Uh, that's the way it all begins. But straight away, straight away, and this is peculiar, um, straight away, verse 2, chapter one of Genesis straight away uh, void without form uh, darkness on the face of the deep yeah. remarkable almost and sometimes I've read that and you know Probably some of you know that they used to talk, some people used to teach something called the gap theory, uh, where there was a gap between verse the end of verse 1 and the beginning of verse 2, and they would slot in there some cat- catastrophe uh, that had happened, uh, because you already got the heavens and the earth, and then some catastrophe, bang, something. And then this kind of formlessness and emptiness and darkness. And it's almost as though from the beginning of the scripture you seem to see <laughs> there's an enemy there's an enemy i no, i don't want to push that too hard from verse two but how what we don't know and uh, i want you to turn with me into a psalm it's psalm 74 and i'll begin here though i could begin in a number of places but i'll begin in this psalm you know you, you turn to the psalms and right from the first psalm um, i don't want you to go there particularly but you're you you face uh, an enemy and uh, you face someone who's a, a scoffer and the wicked um and so, in this sense, we're being chased. Um, we're being attacked. We're in in a fight. Um, you know, the wicked are mentioned in chapter in Psalm one, and then you get into Psalm two, and you 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 become aware of the nations conspiring, um, peoples like plot and the psalmist says in vain faith rises but you're face to face with enemies in chapter two uh sorry psalm two uh, then you get into psalm three and you're face to face with personal enemies oh lord how many are my foes is the way psalm three begins and uh, i might come to that a little bit later but here in 74, and I think that you'll find this as a, as a theme all the way through the songs, the 150 songs, that faith is singing uh, in, the, in the face of enemies. The fugitive is running into the place of the, the rock that's higher than I, into the place of safety. Um, the that we live in a in a world that is uh, uh, full of adversity I mean just think of psalm two where it says you know why do the nations rage the you know, people imagine vain things they set themselves against the lord it's it's very apt for today I don't know if you you must get that sense of things of the nations setting themselves against the lord and against his christ the you know the university professors the the stuff i've uh, been had two conversations long ones this week with two different people in different countries talking about the concerted efforts uh, of um the universities and the powers that be to distort to disturb to d- disgust mankind and it's an amazing thing but in psalm 74 uh, and i I'll, i want to read it right through but in some ways i'd like to begin toward the end um, and the psalmist says in verse 20 have regard to thy covenant for the dark places of the land are full of the habitations of violence let not the downtrodden be put to shame let the poor and needy Praise thy name, arise, O God, plead thy cause. Remember how the impious scoff at thee all day. Do not forget the clamor of thy foes, the uproar of thy adversaries, which goes up continually. He's living in the midst of the fight awake to it aware of it and you know <clears throat> if you go to the beginning of the psalm now he so he wants them he wants god to remember his covenant remember he mentions the word remember again in verse 18 remember this O lord how the enemy scoffs and an impious people reviles thy name. Do not deliver the soul of thy dove to the wild beast. Do not forget the life of thy poor forever. I am partly on this theme tonight because, oh, don't let thy dove thy dove don't deliver thy dove to the wild beasts and i'm linking it with two weeks ago when we talked a little bit about jesus uh, as our husband uh, calling the church his dove uh, from the song of solomon don't deliver thy dove to the wild beasts tremendous it's poetic i know um it, it's powerful let's begin verse 1 oh god why dost thou cast us off forever or dost thou why dost thy anger smoke against the sheep of thy pasture remember thy congregation which thou hast gotten of old, which thou hast redeemed to be the tribe of thy heritage. Remember Mount Zion, where thou hast dwelt. Direct thy steps to the perpetual ruins. The enemy has destroyed everything in the sanctuary thy foes have roared in the midst of thy holy place they set up their own signs for signs at the upper entrance they hacked the wooden trellis with axes and then all its carved wood they broke down with hatchets and hammers and they set thy sanctuary on fire. To the ground they desecrated the dwelling place of thy name. They said to themselves, we will utterly subdue them. They burned all the meeting places of God in the land we do not see our signs there is no longer any prophet and there is none among us who knows how long how long O oh god is the foe to scoff is the enemy to revile thy name forever why dost thou hold back thy hand why dost thou keep thy right hand in thy bosom, yet God is my king from of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. Thou didst divide the sea by thy might, thou didst break the heads of the dragons on the waters, <clears throat> Thou didst crush the heads of Leviathan. Thou didst give him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. Thou didst cleave open springs and brooks. Thou didst dry up ever-flowing streams. Thine is the day. Thine also is the night. Thou hast established the luminaries, and the sun. Thou hast fixed all the bounds of the earth. Thou hast made summer and winter. You know, <clears throat> when Cain read out the hymn, I can hear the spirit of God speaking victory and triumph. In, in the midst, you know, to the fugitive. Come in, you fugitive. Come on, you that are under threat. Come on in. Come on in. When Richard prayed, I can hear that same spirit speaking. The spirit of faith rising up that comes from God alone. Working in our hearts, the spirit of faith to make confession, and I read this psalm, and I can hear that same spirit of faith, utterly honest, utterly true to what has been happening, uh, utterly true, uh, not not lying, not avo- avoiding, not evading, not twisting, but facing the state of things as they really are and yet god my king god my king is from old working salvation in the midst of the earth and i, I believe myself you may disagree with me that somehow He's taking you right back to Genesis 1. Thou didst cleave open springs and brooks. Thou didst work salvation in the creation. You, Thine is the day you spoke light that first day in the darkness. In the darkness where the Spirit of the Lord was present. Brooding, waiting, and thou didst speak light. And then several days later, you said, let there be day, let there be night, I will restrain night, I will have darkness, it is necessary, but it will be limited in duration. It will be limited in duration. There will be hours of darkness, but it will be, its duration will be limited. It will not be permanent. It will not cover the whole earth. Amen. Thine is the day, thine is the night. Thou didst establish the luminaries and the sun. And thou hast fixed all the bounds of the earth. Thou hast made summer and winter. You're in full control of all the seasons. And th- But there's something more in this psalm. <clears throat> because he says, he, he, he asks the Lord to do this. If you go up toward the beginning of the psalm, he says, remember, Mount Zion, where thou hast dwelt. And he says, now walk. Direct thy steps to the perpetual ruins. Go and look at it, Lord. He's got such an awareness that uh, this is his father's world do you know that song do you know the song this is my father's world i think it's uh, <clears throat> comes from the gettys uh, in northern ireland certainly got an irish twist to the melody this is my father's world. This man's got this great sense. God is here. This is still his house. The Jerusalem was a house within the house. And the temple in Jerusalem was the house within the house within the house, that uh, everything is God's. Everything is God. And you know that there is no temple in Jerusalem today. And uh, you know, of course, that you and I are the temple uh, of the Lord. We are his dwelling place. We are the house within the house. The earth is the house. The earth is the Lord's. So I go into another p- psalm that takes me there, doesn't it? Psalm 24. And this is what this man says. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. The world and those that dwell therein, he has founded it upon the seas, establish it upon the rivers, Praise the Lord. The earth is the Lord's. Uh, <clears throat> if I may something say something rather personal here, I have never been one for having a little prayer meeting in the car before uh, I leave on a trip never been one for that uh, neither have I ever been one who can say because I've had it said to me can you feel the evil in such and such a place and I have to say no I can't one place is much the same as another place to me and uh, there's a reason for it i believe that i've always been like that not that i'm dull and sick as two short planks that i don't feel things because i do feel but i don't feel spirits and powers and I don't feel that there's one particular place that's more evil than another. I don't particularly think that there is a host of devils waiting to uh, take my car off the road so that I smash into a lamppost or something. I don't, I don't believe that. And it, it's because underneath, underneath, underneath i do believe that the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof and that he owns it that he's founded it you know psalm 24 is interesting the earth is the lord's and the fullness of it because Psalm 23, the last phrase in Psalm 23, just a few, is, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you put that off to the future? Do you localize it? to going to church tomorrow for some of you uh, in the united states do you localize it oh, the house or do you put it all entirely into the future or are you enjoying am i enjoying the good of it now that i'm dwelling in the house of the lord now that this, this is my father's world, that my father's here, and uh, that I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to be afraid. Hallelujah. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, forever. Forever amen i mean <clears throat> when i when i look at uh, the scripture if i take you to a uh, to to isaiah the prophet um he's very amazing he gets a sight of god you know that he prophesies uh five chapters before he's had a real sight of god have you ever thought about that great revelation of god that he has is in the sixth chapter um ezekiel is not like that he 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 sees god and his throne traveling down and i'll come there in a minute to ezekiel but uh, uh, isaiah he he's already prophesied a number of times yeah. and then he comes to chapter six what we know as chapter six and he says in in the year that king Isaiah died i saw the lord the old version says i saw also the lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple just his train wherever was he well he was sitting upon a throne uh, exactly where isaiah can't really say or uh, all, all he can say is that the train of he who sat upon the throne is filling the temple it's almost as though he's seeing something that is indescribable i mean you know that theologically we put big words on this you know um god's omnipresence he's everywhere he's everywhere uh, and you know but i think sometimes is he is he i mean again if i come to the psalms you know i i think of psalm 139 I make my bed in hell. Behold thou. Uh, how, how, how am I doing with this? You see, uh, <clears throat> when I mention things like um, the earth and so on, Isaiah's got something to say, hasn't he, about uh, in chapter 40 of his prophecy god speaking through him and uh, i'm now in isaiah 40 and they're very famous verses it came to me and it often comes to me have you not heard <laughs> you know <laughs> here's the world let's have a look at the world uh, verse 18 to whom then will you liken god this is the world this is people in the world to whom then will you liken god or what likeness shall you compare with him the idol a workman casts it and the goldsmith overlays it with gold and casts for it its silver chains. He who is impoverished chooses for an offering wood that will not rot. He seeks out a skilful craftsman to set up an image that will not move. <laughs> Amazing to me. But that's what the world's doing all the time, isn't it? We are fashioning our idols. The world's doing it. Fashioning its idols. Everyone. Everyone. Ah. Amazing. 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 I look at verse nine and I, I hear the Lord speaking to me tonight and saying, get you up to a high mountain, Bernard, herald of good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Oh, Jerusalem, herald of good tidings, lift it up, fear not. I hear the Lord saying it to you. Behold, the Lord God comes with might. His arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He, he will gather his, in his arms, his lambs, he will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure. He owns it all. It's his. He weighed the hills, in the, sk- the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or has his counselor has instructed him? Whom did he consult for his enlightenment? who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding. Be- behold, verse 15, the nations are like a drop, drop from the bucket. Do you remember that verse being read out in the chariots of fire? As they're racing round in the Paris Olympics, and they race and race, all the nations and the 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 athletes of the nations racing around. Ah, uh, they're like a drop from a bucket, and are accounted as the dust on the scale. Behold, he takes up the isles like fine dust. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor are its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing. Are you really going to liken an idol made of silver or gold to God? Are you really going to worship things and its that are localized in their placing, that are the product of your own mind? You know, you can hear the prophet, you know, and I often wonder, verse 21, whether God is using irony in verse 21. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is that old idol that sits on the circle of the earth. I almost feel <laughs> that he's using irony so, do you actually believe that that old idol that you just made, you know, that splitting of the atom that you just accomplished, and all this uh, Harnessing of solar power and wind and this and that and the other and the idol of the United Nations and the all these things that you've been fashioning, oh man, do you really think, do you really think it's him who sits on the circle of the earth? Verse 22. Is it irony? I don't know. Could be read that way. Or is he saying to us, oh, listen, listen, my people, listen, have you not known, have you not heard, hasn't it been told you from the beginning, have you not understood from the foundations of the earth, oh, my people? From the foundations of the earth, it was told you. It was told you from the beginning. It is God who sits upon the circle of the earth. That's where he's sitting. Its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent oh father you are my god i i love you i, I know lord that, that you know the heavens are fearsome i look up at them sometimes and all that multiplicity countless stars uh, i i hear the scientists tell me that it goes on and on and on and on and on and yet I know that you just stretch them out like a curtain and you just spread them out like a tent to dwell in. You're here with me in the dining area of our kitchen dining place as I talk to you. You're here with me. Hallelujah. You're with me in the car. I managed to go swimming three times this week. I enjoyed it a lot. Up and down. Very slowly. I'm not much good. But you're with me in the water. I'm thinking of you. I'm in my father's house, in the swimming pool. Am I stupid or am I biblical? Am I a fool or am I seeing things right? And tomorrow morning, God willing, I shall go to our little church meeting in st catherine's primary school hall and i shall join with some other believers 45 or 50 of them maximum and we shall be your house within the house because england's part of your house ireland Finland the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it he spreads them out as a tent to dwell in yea his train fills that which is upon the earth hallelujah he spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings, verse 23, the princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. I look at verse 25. To whom will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these? He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might. He's present to everything. He's calling them out. He moves them. They're not on automatic pilot. Hallelujah. He's active in all things. Every creature. Every creature. Host, he's bringing them out, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, because he's strong in power, they're all in their place, they're all in their place, he's holding them there, because they're all, he's strong in power, he's all powerful. Oh, not one's missing. Verse 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? Oh, my brethren, have you said that? Have I said that? Yes. I, I've thought it at least if I haven't said it. Oh, my ways is hid from the Lord i'm a little nobody it doesn't matter who i am what's happening in my life I, it means nothing in the vast scheme of things why do you say that your way is hid from the lord your right is disregarded by my god i've been asked about that this week that someone is being wronged pretty badly. Right, is it from the Lord? Oh, no, it's not. He sees it all. And this is what he says to us, all of us. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't faint. All grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Now, you know these verses. Sometimes we miss context. Sometimes we miss context. Ah, you'll run. And not be weary. I won't even concentrate on them. I'll take you into Isaiah 66. And yeah. thus says the law. Heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? What is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made. And so all these things are mine. Says the Lord. But this is the man to whom I will look. He that is humble and contrite in spirit, who trembles at my word. Isn't it wonderful? Heaven is my throne. The earth. He's here. He's here. That's my message for today. That's the burden of my heart. That's, that's the way I see it. You know, you say to me, well, I know this. And I say to you, and I know this too. And Then I qualify it and I say, not enough. Let faith increase. Let my faith increase. Ah, oh, you know, there are many of us, my brethren, who are like Jacob in Genesis 28. You knew I was going there. You should have known. Anyway, dear Jacob, you know, he is so busy in his life with the help of his canny, tricking mother. You know, he's so busy trying to cook things up and do God's will, you know, and get the blessing and do this and do that and do the other because he doesn't realize that his way is not hid from the Lord, and God who speaks a word is the God who will do it. So his mother's got her trickery, and Jacob's got his trickery. Bless his heart. And this is what happens in verse 10 of chapter 28 of Genesis. Jacob left Beersheba, and went toward Haran, and he came to a certain place, and stayed there that night, because the sun was set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put his, it, it under his head, one of the stones of his of the place, and he put it under his head, and he laid down in that place to sleep. <laughs> Oh, glory, glory, he's laying there on the earth. And he's got a stone for a pillow. Oh, and he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels were already on the earth and you say how do you know that bernard because it says that the in his dream he saw they were ascending before they were descending they were already here they're already here you know because we get so wrapped up in distance god transcendent heaven far up above uh, angels being sent you know but here's a whole bunch of them already here they're ascending and they're descending they're never leaving the earth bereft of angelic influence glory to god this is what he sees in his dream and uh, Verse 13, behold, the Lord stood above it. Well, if you've got a little emendation uh, in your Bible, it might say, beside him. My version says, uh, above him, above the ladder, above the ladder there's an emendation in my Bible that says that the Lord stood beside him that's a lot better isn't it stood beside him and said I am the Lord the God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac the land on which you lie I will give to you and to your descendants and your descendants shall be like the dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south and by you and your descendants shall all the families of the earth bless themselves. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and i'll bring you back to this land and i'll not leave you until i've done that of which i have spoken to you then jacob awoke from his sleep and said surely the lord is in this place and i did not know it the lord is in this place and i did not die you know my brethren i am quite certain that this is the kind of thing that many of us maybe can say uh, i didn't realize the lord was in that I didn't know the Lord was in that thing. I didn't realize the Lord was there, 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 in all things. I didn't realize that the Lord's in this place. That the Lord has the right to give. Uh, you know, it's a tremendous thing. I remember the day when the Lord spoke in my heart and said to me, I'll give you the earth, the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. I remember flying in to Beirut many, many years ago. Boy, it was a bad time. Bad flight. Terrible. Um, as we were going down and there was a Muslim man next to me. And he was busy with his beads, petrified. And I don't know why I did it. But I lent the cross to him and I put my hand on his hands. And he was shaking. And I said to him, it's all right. We're going to land quite safely. It's all right. he looked at me strangely and I said to him, I am a servant of God and God is sending me here. And he has not told me that we're going to perish in this plain. We're going to get there safely. And we did. But you see, he who is Prince of the kings of the earth he who is sat at the right hand of the father in glory and i hope that you realize that such is the interpenetration of our blessed god that he who sits upon the right hand the father has set him there and then the son sets his father at his right hand and that such is the interpenetration of their life, that they're forever giving place the one to the other and giving glory for God is love. But there it is. You know that the prince of the kings of the earth, even the Lord Jesus, he's one of the last words he said to his apostles, now you go, you go everywhere. You go, and he told them what to do when they went. You go, go into all the earth, go everywhere. He didn't say that to Mr. Biden. He didn't say that to this president and that president. But he said it to his people. You have the right to be there. If I want you there, then that is where you will go. The earth is mine, you see. I didn't know you were in this place. I didn't know you were in this thing. I didn't know. You see, he laid there, dear Jacob, laid there on the ground. And there's the Lord beside him. Now, I needn't say this to you, need I? When I think of these scriptures, all manner of scriptures come flooding into my mind. I, I think about you know, the way that the Lord spoke, these precious words through Jeremiah. And uh, he said right at the beginning, I think it's the second chapter of Jeremiah, he says, you went after me in the wilderness. I was waiting for you there. I was in the wilderness. I fed you in the wilderness. I was working in Egypt. You see, everywhere, it's, it, it, it's, it's his immanence. He's everywhere. Absolutely remarkable. Very wonderful. I think of, I look at this scripture in Jeremiah, this one in 23. Just, just go to it with me, and let's see. I mean, it's been a joy to me to be going through these scriptures this week, reminding myself, being quickened by them. You know, in Jeremiah 23, uh, verse 23, so 23, 23, do any of you use passwords like that? In your, you know, you could use Jeremiah 23, 23, <laughs> password. <laughs> anyway, that's all right, I'm not using that one. <laughs> but uh, there it is, Jeremiah 23, 23. Am I not a God at hand, says the Lord? and not a god afar off? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? Ah. Oh. Oh. Lord heaven and earth of course if if you're like me soon as you read something like that your your mind goes to that solomon man doesn't it you remember king solomon we better look at him and uh, i think we'll find him in one kings chapter five and uh, we'll we'll see the the way the lord is using him and he's building and building and building and David had provided things and we'll just only have time to do this you know verse 27 of 1 Kings 8 will God indeed dwell on the earth Verse 27 of 1 Kings 8 Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain thee, how much less this house which I have built. Hallelujah. I know it, the house can't contain you. This house that I built. Heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain thee. This house, it's niggardly. It's beautiful, but it's niggardly. You know, <laughs> you need more than this house, Lord. Every part. The implications of this i go further down in the eighth chapter and i read this in verse 62 and you'll see where i'm going with this because i think you'll see something here well then the king and all israel with him offered sacrifices before the lord solomon offered as a peace offerings to the Lord, 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. The same day, the king consecrated the middle of the court the dirt, the dirt. He consecrated the dirt in the middle of the court. It was before the house of the Lord. There he offered the burnt offering and the cereal offering and the fat pieces because the bronze altar that was before the Lord was too small. Do you know how big that bronze altar was it was massive it wasn't like the tiny fellow that was in the tabernacle the bronze altar itself a cubit i can't remember exactly the dimensions but i think it was something like I've... can i find it he made the sea uh, where is it and uh, Oh, chapter 7, I think. You can see how big the sea was. Look at this. It was 10 cubits from bim to brim. That's 15 feet at least. And I can't remember, where's the altar? But that brass altar was large, large, large. Hallelujah. Wasn't big enough. And so the whole place became holy. The dirt became holy. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. Walk it freely, will you? Don't let your heart be filled with fear. Fear of devils. Did you notice in the psalm that I began with? Did you notice how it began with the fact that there were enemies in the house? There were enemies in the house. They got into the house of the Lord. There were enemies in the house. You know, they're all around us. Be not afraid. The earth is the Lord's. Let your faith cause you to sing like the psalmist. Let your faith rise. This is the uh, the, the, the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. The enemies have gotten into the house. A, you, An interloper is here. He's working, he's moving. Of course he is. He's doing his utmost. But the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. An enemy has come. An enemy has done this. He's been thrown out of heaven. He has been moved. He's come down to the earth. So I go into a New Testament scripture, don't I? Chapter 12 of the book of Revelation. And I find that here he is, that, and this might give some explanation, that old enemy, that dragon, who was at enmity, chapter 12 of Revelation, who was standing there in front of the woman, he's always there. When you would be pregnant with the things of God, want to go forward in his will, there's always something confronting you. It might be a sense of your own failure. I don't know. It may be a person. Don't know. But that enemy swept down with his tail, verse 4 of chapter 12, to the earth, a third of the stars of heaven. People tell me that that their angels that went down, he swept them down. He left. He brought them into a state where they believed the lie. God is not here. God does not care. Swept them down, and then we read this, don't we? Further down, and the great dragon was thrown down verse nine that ancient serpent who is called the devil and satan the deceiver of the whole world he was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him and i heard a loud voice in heaven saying now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. The accuser of our brethren has been cast down, who accuses them day and night before our God, and they've conquered Him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They love not their lives unto death. Rejoice then, O heaven, and you that dwell therein. woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you with great wrath because he knows his time is short. You know how it goes on, don't you? He's come down to the earth. He's come down to the earth. He knows his time is short. And the enemy comes against the children of God, the children of the woman. And then in verse 16, the earth came to the help of the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river which the dragon had poured from his mouth i'm hearing my brethren i spoke a little about this on to the my malaysian brethren last sunday you know but i hear the sound of the martyrs from under the altar those who had the testimony. The testimony. This is my Father's world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Hallelujah. I'll just finish, if I may, with Ezekiel chapter 1 and i'll just take you there well I'll, perhaps one other scripture after this but i'll just read ezekiel one where ezekiel the man of prophetic insight in the 30th year in the fourth month on the fifth day of the month isn't god a god of time isn't god a god who raises up the word of his testimony in times of great need where babylon is rising with great force out of the north coming down and they're going to destroy jerusalem it seems everything's going to be scattered and the prophetic voice is sounding forth glory to God for the earth is the Lord's and he'll maintain his right and he must maintain it through you and I. And it says I was among the exiles by the river Kebar, and I saw the heavens opened and I saw visions of God on the fifth day. Of the month it was the fifth year of the exile of Jing King Jehoiakim. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans, by the river kebar and the hand of the Lord was upon him there, and I looked and behold a stormy wind came out of the north and a great cloud with brightness round about it and fire flashing forth continually and in the midst of the fire as it were gleaming bronze and from the midst of it and he sees the throne of god coming out of where the actual enemy is coming from Babylon's the enemy, the great empire, the great force of the day that is going to seemingly attempt to crush the people of God. And what does the prophet see? He sees that out from the same locale, there's what he sees is not Babylon, he sees the throne of God and he sees the wheels within the wheels. And he sees the glory and he sees the living creatures. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Hallelujah. The Lord grant to us prophetic vision that the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And I have a final scripture. And maybe you've already thought it. Maybe you already thought it. It's in another era. And it's another prophet. And his name is Habakkuk. And the great terrible force that's rising his day. <clears throat> he is before uh, Ezekiel. But the great force that's rising in his day. That is... This interloper in this earth, this empire that's seeking to take control of the earth. This empire is the Assyrian Empire, the Chaldeans. And Habakkuk, the prophet, that little prophet, has got a big message. Habakkuk saw an amen. He's the one who stood up to wait. He's the one who reasoned with God, who had these questions with God. And then he's the one who's going to talk about these silly idols again at the end of chapter two. He's the one who's going to pray or oh, revive your work in the midst of the years. He's going to pray for that gonna seek god for that hallelujah and he says what prophets in an idol verse 18 when its maker has shaped it oh lord grant me grace grant us all grace to be a true prophetic church that stand clear and shine bright and can say and believe and know in the circumstances through which we pass this is my father's world it doesn't belong to any empire we are the house of the lord his dwelling place what prophet verse 18 chapter 2 is an idol when its maker's shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies. For the workman trusts in his own creation when he makes dumb idols. Woe to the, him who says to a wooden thing, awake to a dumb stone, arise. <clears throat> Can this give revelation? Behold, it's overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in it, which includes the robots and AI and everything that the proud man is cooking up in his great empire and the dark web and the many things that are going on. The earth is the Lord's, my brethren. And the fullness thereof. He puts up one. And he puts down another. He does his way with the empires. And with the nations. And he shall step in. And blessed are those who are in his house. Who are his house within his house. For the earth is his house. And the heavens are his house. And he dwells in them all. Let them make their idols. Verse 20. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth <clears throat> keep silence before him. The Lord is in his temple. The Lord is in his temple. <clears throat> amen he's in his temple So what do you mean bernard i'm interpreting that verse that the, even this earth is his dwelling place his temple he's in it he's in russia he's in ukraine He's in Gaza, he's in Iran, he's in Australia, he's in Malaysia, he's in your house, the Lord, and you are the blessed ones. So I am a blessed one who's beginning to wake up and realize the Lord's in this place. And I knew it not. He who, if he choose, shall do miracles for you. Shall shut doors and open them. Shall protect and keep and strengthen you if you have to suffer. The Lord is in his temple, you say. The Lord is in this temple. The Lord is in this temple. High on this hill where we live overlooking our city. The Lord is in this place. Fear not. He loves you. He loves you. The Lord is in the hospital room. Glory to God. Let all the earth keep silence before him. <laughs> and then Habakkuk prays. And he finishes his prayer off, doesn't he? Very fa- famous the way he says, Ah, uh, though the fig tree do not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stores, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like hinds feet. He makes me tread upon my high places. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I've traveled you around a whole heap of scriptures. <clears throat> To try and present one great, wondrous truth. The Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is in this place. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> you know, I've had such joy thinking about these things. Looking out my window, <clears throat> walking down the road, swimming in the pool, such joy realizing in him I live. I move. I have my being. In him, I live and move and have my being. That's that, that's act 17, isn't it? Perhaps I should have begun there. And you would have maybe got my, my drift a little earlier. But Glory to God, my brethren. In Him, He's established His right to all the earth. He sealed it with His blood. He sat down at the right hand of the Father in glory. And He sent forth the Spirit into our hearts, and we are His house within His house. Let us live like it more and more. Live and move, my brethren. In the, have your being in him with joy, like dear Habakkuk. I will joy. Amen. Ah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> I don't, I'm not surprised. I'm having a chuckle here. I'm not surprised. I, I, I'm in the, the same kind of uh, mood, I think, as, 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 as Psalm 2, eh? The Lord shall laugh and have them in derision. All these interlopers. I reckon I'm in that same spirit. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you.